wasn't the songwriter ready before i mean i didn't i literally knew like a few chords on guitar <laughs> i didn't know about time signatures someone was like oh you're playing six eight all the time and I, did, I was like what does that mean you know one two three four five like i obviously have, have had to like learn and adapt <laughs> and there's so many sort of um, levels to to music that i i was so unaware of and I've just kind of thrown myself into the deep end with doing courses and learning piano and playing guitar and getting my scales and and just writing all the time because, you know, Ed Sheeran says it's like you sometimes turn, if you have a a dirty tap, you know, an old tap, a rusted out tap, and you turn it on, the water that's coming is always, the initial flowing of water is going to be dirty. (laughs) But the more you let it flow, it starts cleaning out and cleaning out. And then you're going to get clean water running, and then maybe a few weeks later there'll be a bit of dirt or whatever. And the same applies to songwriting. You know, you just got to keep churning and keep working and keep working out who you are and what your message is. Listening to this four-track EP, mm. Naked, mm-hmm. um, it's a lot more darker. Mm. Um, you mean the, lyrically? Lyrically, yeah. um, sonically. Yes. Um, but what what surprises me about your writing when it comes to an up-tempo sort of version like mm. Defeated mm. is that you cannot pinpoint that particular genre because when your publisher sent it to me I was like wait is this pop is this rock is this tropical house what mm. what is it so so like what was the, the process of Defeated for you um, so I originally had a chord progression that was literally like minor recently my body's been getting drunk on somebody new like super moody <laughs> But I've been listening, that was when I was fangirling hard on John Bellion. And I love those swing grooves and the way he makes tracks move. And I sat down with the dudes from Easy Freak and I was like, yo guys, let's, I want to take it in this route. Can we sit and come up with something? And we got this whole, you know, that whole feel (laughs) that I wanted to create. But it was too electronic for the sound that I want. Because at my core, I'm an organic sort of sounding artist. So then it was, okay, cool, we have a cool demo and a cool sort of foundation. And then I came back and I started working with Mike, um, the producer I work with in in Cape Town, and we started introducing the organic elements, so the acoustic guitar. Hmm. And I think the acoustic guitar is a very important thread to have in there because it can create a percussive element, whether it's through the strumming or literally the palm muted, you know, to give it that rhythm and that movement similar to along the lines of someone like Ed Sheeran. So hmm. we kind of found that hybrid. And I think at its core, it does feel more organic. When I listen to it, it feels more organic, even the way the vocals are produced and they sound, and it's very, like, in your face. But then you do have, I mean, those synths and stuff, the whip synths and, and that little flute tagline thing. Um, so, yeah, and that dirty bass <laughs> drop thing that we wanted. I just wanted something filthy in there to just throw in the mix just for fears. Like, my biggest question is, how how does that translate live? Like, have, have oh, you played it live? It's delightful. <laughs> it is. The thing is, I mean, I, I've always loved rock music, so I just get my guitarist to put in a distortion pedal. <laughs> but, I mean, you must obviously pocket really nicely. It knocks really nicely. I get excited. Sometimes I stop singing and I start dancing and then chaos yeah, it's a good time <laughs> super well here is Richard Sturton with Defeated when we come back we chat more about the three songs yes. um, left on Naked welcome back to Two Oceans Vibe Radio still hanging out with me here in studio is Richard Sturton um, doing a track by track review of his latest EP Naked um, 
some tough conversations we had. Um, yes. yes. <laughs> but I feel they were important as yeah. a music fan. Yeah. Um, and you said something off air that I think you should tell the yeah. listeners. Yeah. I think Middle Ground for my debut album, I'm still very, very proud of it. I think I had an amazing team behind me. And I mean, Denim Harding, the guy who produced it, literally played every instrument on that album. It was a joke. Whoa. He played drums, bass, guitar, whatever you need, keys, and produced it. And that that album is as good as it ever could have been um, and the whole reason it was called middle ground was because we were obviously knew we needed a pop sensibility and a mm-hmm. pop sound to get radio play but i was like yo i don't know if i'm ready for that because i feel like i'm an organic artist and i don't want to come out the gates after doing skinny love and sound of silence and then put out a pop pop record I hear you. um so that's why it co- was called middle ground because it was finding that happy medium between the you know my sort of organic and more moody way of writing or uh, performing and stuff and then the pop sensible tracks that were needed so yeah i'm i saw that album will always hold a, a place very close to my heart but i i think i just want to be as true to me as possible going forward just so i can build a genuine relationship mm-hmm. with the listeners as opposed to and i mean that's all you can ask for as a fan is when people relate to the to what you're putting out because yeah. more so than the previous work i feel like naked was literally naked yeah like there was moments on here and i'll go through some of the lyrics and jot it down that i was like how can you say that yeah. like how can you like aren't you scared of what people think or like yeah. the relationships that you've had um how does that affect um being true yeah i mean yeah you know, it just came naturally to mm-hmm. me i think because i was just so wanting to be honest it just happened (laughs) naturally and i didn't really think about it too much and sometimes i sit there and i'm like you know there's there's it's it's some of it's pretty candid i mean it's not it's it's like pretty plain and simple to understand what happened but also having said that it's not like i'm telling everyone exactly what happened and it's also pretty um vague enough to be applicable to people you know that's what i want at the end of the day i mean there's a song on there called everything which really means a lot to me um but i think means can apply to a lot of people just with regards to that nostalgic feeling of finding somebody you love and kind of wanting to give everything you have to them and the adventures that come with Mm -hmm. it and the ups and downs and just you know (laughs) just the the human side of 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 life you know in relationships definitely my favorite song on the album um most definitely there's oh <laughs> it's like someone trying to navigate love um and that's what i got from that that record completely radio friendly um, do you think so i think that should have been the first single to be honest with you really before defeated um sure yeah. well i mean that is my favorite song on mm-hmm. the album as well so for you to say that really that nearly didn't make the ep what it we literally produced that in a week so I had to submit to the distributors on the 15th and we hadn't started recording it until like the 5th of Feb. And then it was away for post and then we got it back and I was literally listening to it. So for you to say that really means a lot. And that song, it's the, it's the one song where I feel like it embodies sort of what I was trying to achieve as, you know, as it's, yeah, as best as well <laughs> compared to the others. So... Yeah, that really means a lot that it's your favorite. Who, who was on the on the producing side of, of, of that track? Uh, well, so I, Michael Wilson Trollope and, and myself, we just sit through everything together. And it was like, okay, cool, let's bring in a guitarist. We need palm muted guitar here. 
just a tiny little bit of the piano <laughs> and just simple six eight drums which we tracked in in a bit like a house um, that my mom she's an estate agent she'd sell the house and it was going there was a transfer they were waiting for to go through so the house was empty went in for three hours got my mate adrian fowler to come in he played drums we checked it it was is adrian the same guy who plays on breathe or did yes, you get yes it is dude yeah he's a monster, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that, was a monster. that was like one of my questions for breathe is like that drum fucking is it's just bonkers it is wild that uh those drums were um also recorded they were actually recorded in michael's house because michael was moving his uh, moving houses and his house was empty and the transfer was going through so they'd moved his stuff out but other people had moved in we had a his baby grand piano was still on there <laughs> mic that up with like 10 mics got the toms in and i was just like 80 make as much noise as possible it must be literally like primal toms to make it feel like it's beating through your chest you know because that's kind of what we wanted so I'm glad you feel yeah, that stuff. Yeah, most definitely. We'll play out with that one. Yeah, um, perfect. We had a chat about everything, and I guess the last last song on the album is Whiskey Glass. Yes. Um, yeah, that was just, you know, my. I think the most poignant lyrics in that sort of track are um, Clarity on a Sunday Morning. You know, you go through ups and downs in life and those times where you're really in quite dark places. And, you know, there's, <laughs> I was, I mean, I was... I was going through a stage where I was being quite self-destructive mm -hmm. and there's that moment where you wake up sort of or I always find on a Sunday morning after a massive night before we have demons where everything kind of becomes still in like mm. the late afternoon where you just kind of you've been in a dark place but you think inwardly and everything feels like it stops for a second you know and you realize or you get that clarity and that idea and that you a moment of realization of of you know what you want in your life and for me it wasn't necessarily there was a moment and i got a huge amount of clarity and i acted upon it and yeah it basically it, it's just i had a whole shift <laughs> and i feel so much more balanced and so much more at peace and that chorus took me like a year to write so just so, just so you know like these are the lyrics to that that particular song. It's like basically Instagram captions. Um, I'm living on the edge. Got me breathing in regret. How do you even write that down? <laughs> like how does that pop into your uh, head? Yeah, it was obviously metaphorical, but it was just that kind of being out, drinking hard every night, like end up smoking, and just all those you know trappings of everyday life when you're out there and you know that we all have the time and a place in our life where we you know we get into that but it, it becomes almost too much after a while and it's that feeling where you're waking up and it doesn't feel like what you're doing doesn't feel right for who you are and those demons that you wake up with and you're just like this is not a representation of who i want to be and the breathing and regrets i mean you breathing your entire evening you're out there whether it's breathing in a cigarette or whatever else you may breathe in and you wake up and you're just like why did i do these things you know so i mean yeah it it is very introspective it is and then it, you switch up the game for me um yeah. so fast when you go do you think twice of me yeah when you lie with another yeah um it's like two separate thoughts that yeah. are happening here yeah so that's what I kind of wanted. I wanted the 
the verses to be very reflective mm. and a very personal thing for me. Um, but I mean, I suppose it so could apply to people, um, to their personal situations. But I wanted that chorus to be something that, you know, we all have those moments where we, again, it's that like clarity on a Sunday morning where you realize that you are made for someone. Mm. I'm a firm believer that there's someone out there for everyone. There may be, you know, you will, but but it's 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 realizing that that moment of realization and then having the conviction to put yourself out Ooh. there to connect with them and say, you know what, I'm gonna put everything I have into this because it's because it's worth it, hmm. you know. So yeah. And breathe. <laughs> <laughs> it's getting hectic. Um, uh. Switching gears now before we we play out, breathe, and I say goodbye. Yeah. Um, you have clearly kicked off 2019 with a bang. Tell us yes. about the your cap, RSM. Oh, R- my cap. Yes, yes I'm, I'm punting my own merch. I'm <laughs> uh, my hair looked terrible when I got out of the shower. Um, yeah, so RSM is uh, it's a play on Richard Sturton music um, uh-huh. with runic symbols, which were used during the Viking times. My girlfriend and I actually, the one night, we were like, let's look at like what the Viking symbols mean because I'd always been drawn to symbolic meaning. So there's more depth to it than just... Richard Stead music, you know. <laughs> so we looked it up and it was weird how they actually aligned. The, the symbol that looks like an R stands for journey. The symbol that looks like an S stands for wholeness. And the symbol that looks like an M stands for self. Hmm. So it ties in kind of quite fittingly with sort of my whole ethos of we are all on that sort of path to finding, you know, the, the best version of ourselves. Because cool. we're constantly evolving, constantly growing. And the whole idea that it is a journey, you know. Obviously, we want to achieve things and the things we want to do, but often it's about patience and you grow along the way. So it's not about necessarily the destination. It's about getting there. And there's a quote by Jared Leto, um, one of my favorite artists, and he says, there's no greater privilege in life than, than owning owning oneself. Hmm. You know, so once you reach that place of, were you comfortable in your skin? Because we all have these little things we fight with every day. You know, you may come across as the most, you know, confident, like charismatic person, but on the inside, they're little things that you have to overcome on the daily. True you know? story. So it's just to remind everyone that they're not alone on their journeys and that we're all in this together and that if we if we continue striving just to be better human beings, you know, the environment around us will be better and uh, yeah, just to, to keep pushing to to be better people. Cool. Plans for twenty nineteen? How's it looking? I'm actually heading to the UK in April uh, to do some to some groundwork over there, checking out some venues, agencies, trying to get some shows over there. And then, yeah, I think I'll be back in uh, end of April and then we're going to do a sort of a bit of a tour run, um, try to head up to Joburg as well, see the Josie supporters um, and yeah, the rest of the country and uh, you guys in Cape Town as well, <laughs> so, of course. <laughs> Sweet, man. Well, um, you can introduce Breathe um, to our listeners. Yeah, so Breathe, first of all, dude, thank you so much for having me. It was an amazing interview. Thank so you. Good. Um, um, breathe is uh, is a song about just you know we can all get overwhelmed by you know the the day to day every day sort of uh, pressures and whatever and stresses and it all comes down to you know uh, there's one thing that we can all do and that's basically to breathe so mm. whether you're going into an interview or meeting or whatever it may be and you stress just slow down take a deep breath and just uh, kill it <laughs> so yeah that's what it's about. <laughs>